this has got to be either the most boringest podcast ever for people to listen to, or they're really excited because it's like, man, they are really making Travis and Napkins, you know, by proxy, look pretty foolish. And maybe that's funny because I've never been to St. Louis either. <laughs> the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 214. According to the all-knowing Google, Albuquerque is only the fourth most misspelled city in the U.S., trailing Cincinnati, which is number three, Tucson, which is coincidentally number two, and the most misspelled city in the country, Pittsburgh, with an H. If you head to Google and type in best travel backpack, you're going to get 33,400,000 results. I know that because I just did that. But one cool thing is that one of the top results is our good friend, Ethan from snarkynomad.com. And another great thing about the fact that you're going to get all those results is that you don't have to worry about going through each one. Because if you want to get the best travel backpack, if you like the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, and you like what we talk about, and you want to travel the same way we do, I highly recommend making it really simple and going to tortugabackpacks.com and checking out what they have there. The Tortuga Backpack is one of the best rated travel backpacks out there. It finds itself on many of those lists that I just mentioned, and you want to check it out for yourself. They make a Tortuga Backpack and a Tortuga Air, so you can head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. And the really cool thing is that if you use our very special promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is the person who always has the answers to my pretty dumb questions about whether I can put stuff in the microwave or in the oven or how to do anything in the kitchen, because I'm a complete idiot when it comes to that. My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Yeah, Travis is the most inquisitive individual I've ever met in my entire life to the point where sometimes he'll ask me questions and I just ignore him because it's so <laughs> constant and sometimes like rhetorical, really. I mean, you just say things all the time. Yes, I'm like my own Google at times, even if I don't get an answer. And to <laughs> my right, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that everyone was clamoring to have back on the show after the infamous Travel Meltdowns episode, <laughs> Napkins. Hello, travel nerds. So, Napkins, you've recuperated from telling your travel meltdown story um, a, a few months ago, right? And you're yes, ready to I, be back on the podcast. I was in state hospital for a few a few months after that, but <laughs> I've recovered. And guys, what we're going to do today is something really fun. And Heather, we did this last year, and that is we looked up... Well, actually, Heather, why don't you explain it? You looked up the top 10 questions Googled for last year. 
Right. So we did a podcast and we basically answered the questions um, that people had all over the world about traveling. And it was really fun. And I think that the questions were really kind of in depth. And then this year, I looked up the the top Googled questions of 2015. And I have to say, it is like a complete 180 from the questions the previous year. So people are getting dumber. Or they're just Googling dumber things. I think they're they're getting all their questions answered on EPOP, so they've got nothing else better to ask Google. So I think that we should tell people what the top questions were in 2014. Right, and you can get this podcast. It's episode 157, and that was the top 10 travel questions Googled in 2014. And we recorded this in, I believe, June of 2015. So that podcast is out It was April. April of 2000. Because we recorded it in Nashville. Okay. And, uh, so why don't you remind people what those questions were? And then they can, as they're listening, compare the questions from 2015 to the ones from 2014. So the top 10 travel questions for 2014, according to Google, were as follows. Number 10, do you need traveler's insurance? Number nine, how do you apply for a travel document? Number eight, what are the best times to travel to Asia? Number seven, what's the best way to fold a dress shirt? Number six, how do you get paid to travel? Number five, how to travel alone? Number four, what are jobs where you can travel? Number three, how do I start a travel blog? Number two, how to travel on a budget? And number one, how to travel the world? Wow, those are some great questions. Yeah, I remember. Now that you brought them up, I remember answering those questions. So what we're going to do in this podcast, like we did in the last one, is we are going to have three minutes to answer each one of these questions. Now, it's a little different because we have napkins on. Any excuse we can have to have napkins on, we're going to have it. (laughs) But what's fun about this is napkins, you're going to be answering the questions from a travel... I won't say novice. Fan. I'm a travel fan. I sit back and I... I, uh, an armchair. I watch traveler. people. That's right. An armchair. Traveler. And then I'll be fully... Although I am going to Israel in a couple months. That is very true. And I'm very excited for your experience there. And I'll be filling in the gaps or I'll be hopping in as well to answer the questions from someone who is AKA like a professional traveler. Yes, professional yes, traveler. yes. So we'll get, we'll get two sides of the coin here. So yeah, those are really good questions in 2014. You've prepared me, Heth, by saying that the questions in 2015 aren't as good. We will try to do our best. So we'll set a timer each time, three minutes to answer these questions. And I just, cheated and I have to say, I have no idea the answers to the first three questions. I've got no knowledge of okay. these places. All right. We are going in reverse order, right? From 10 yeah, to 1. From 10 to 1. And just to set the scene, everyone, okay, well, we are sitting in our house outside of Philadelphia, and there is about three feet of snow on the ground. Snow day. Which is why we're sitting inside... Napkins is a teacher. It's a snow day. So he came over, recorded a podcast with us. And we still have our Christmas tree up and it's almost February. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't seem to take it down. Okay. So should we jump right in? Jump in. Okay. So the top 10 travel questions of 2015, according to Google, starting with number 10. Where is Yellowstone National Park? Oh, that was 10. I I looked at them backwards too. It's spread out, out across a few states, right? I, this is a really good question because I don't really know the end. Yellowstone, which I've never been to, is, I believe, in Wyoming. California. No. Okay, so none of us know the end. Or I'm thinking of Yosemite. Well, they You're both thinking start with of Yosemite. Yeah, you are. But isn't it in a part of it in Wyoming? 
Um, so the answer is that it is in Montana and Idaho, with the largest portion being in Wyoming. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there we go. Seats. Armchair travel. And I napkin. did not cheat on the answer, by right. the way. And have you been to Yellowstone? I have never been to Yellowstone, okay. although I would love to see old, old faithful. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, if someone was to ask me this question, I would just tell them go to Google Maps, which is, I guess, yeah. in essence, <laughs> what they did. But it's interesting. Like, I wonder why Yellowstone is a top 10 Googled travel question. I mean, that, you know, it's a big national I think park, there may have been a documentary this year on on it. I wonder if that's why. You and your travel documentary. I don't know man. if that's true, but I think there may have been. Okay. All right. Well, we yeah, saved ourselves so, some yeah, time. I mean, there. it is I mean, a great it is a great place to go. And there there's been a push lately for... Uh, American-based travel. So maybe people are trying to travel locally, more locally, you know, within the Yeah, and the National the National Parks Pass is awesome. Like, like shout it out is. to National Parks Pass. You get it for a year, and it's, uh, I mean, it's really, really affordable. I can't remember the exact price. I think I it's under $100, though. And, uh, you know, you can go to any national park in the U.S., which is pretty cool. Jason from Zero to Travel, big proponent of that. And if you're out doing a road trip in that area, you can hit so many. We used it at the Grand Canyon, and I don't know that we made use of it the rest of the year, but it was still worthwhile for the couple of sites that we saw we were there Yeah, in Arizona. All right. Well, you guys definitely answered that in under three minutes. So I guess we should move on. Move on. Restart the timer. Number nine. Move on to number nine. What to do in Albuquerque? I have no idea. Okay. Albuquerque, New Mexico. These are some odd questions for uh, the most Googled. I have also never been to Albuquerque. What kind of... I mean, here I am saying the veteran traveler. Haven't, haven't been to the first two spots. And <laughs> we need to know we where Yellowstone is. We need to make a little was. bit more, uh, more trips around the United States. So Albuquerque was the place of one of the biggest shows in the U.S. That's what I was going to say. That might be a reason why people are Googling it because of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, I guess. Really? I mean, that's where it took place. You can retrace the steps of Walter White. I mean, I don't know. That that was my first thought when you said Albuquerque was Breaking Bad and maybe that's I couldn't why. make it through the first three episodes. It was just, I don't know. I watch all kinds of things like Walking Dead and things. I guess it just caught me in a specific moment in my life. It just really, well, it really it's disturbed depressing. me. It's a depressing show. I know. And I don't know. I, I guess I just didn't have enough emotional energy to invest in it. But... And also, according to Yahoo Travel, there is an international balloon fiesta in Albuquerque. Yeah, so I have heard those are about some that. things that you can do. Like it's a hot air balloon? It's a, great, or it's a just yeah. balloons. It's a huge hot air balloon festival okay. in Albuquerque, one of the biggest in the world. I did know that happened. And I also know that my third grade teacher, when I was in third grade, the next year she moved to Albuquerque after retiring. And as a kid, I always wanted to go to Albuquerque, and I have since not made it to Albuquerque, but I just remember, I think it's probably... Here's a question. Can you spell it? Probably not, and I'm, I'm not even going to try. Okay. No, I think you should try. A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-E. You, I don't know. You forgot the last key, Q-U. Albuquerque. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. It is spelled A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E. No, I forgot the last Q-U-E. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's I mean, hard to do it in your know. head without writing it You down. have a fondness for spelling, especially when you well. have to spell out <laughs> EPOP travel 
of peanuts at the oh, end of the show. You guys will be getting that at the end of the show. Moving on. All right. Okay. First two on. questions. Pretty difficult there. Pretty, um, yeah. And like, or just very specific. Definitely um, answering them in under three minutes because we haven't had anything to do with the timer. So I basically, will... if if you haven't been there, you're not going to be able to answer much. No, I we did. Heather and I did go out to Phoenix though for the first time in the Grand Canyon. Our first time basically out that part of the country um, a little while ago, and I loved it. So I, I can't wait too. to get back out to the, well, the desert. The is be, is actually beautiful. If you go out there in the spring, you will see amazing flora, a.k.a. plants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you liked number nine, you're definitely going to like number eight because it goes along the same theme. What to do in Louisiana. This one should be a little this bit one you easier, guys can though. Do. I mean, I've never been. I need to go. Louisiana, like what? What odd spots? Like you could have said, pick thirty states that people are going to ask what to do in, and Louisiana wouldn't have been on there. And my yeah. first thirty guesses. I mean, for us, for Heather and I, or excuse me, never mind. Heather has not been there. I just, I'm rubbing, digging my own grave here because she's wanted to go to New Orleans for so long. New Orleans is fantastic. Um, you can go for the food and music alone. It's actually a lot more than Bourbon Street. You know, um, Frenchman Street comes off it, which is where kind of locals go for the music scene. Bourbon Street's the more, you know, party, touristed area. But even that's super fun. Um, you went, how many bars. times have you been? Twice? I, uh, no, I've only been to New Orleans one time. I for went the for a bachelor party, bachelor party. And Heather and I were supposed to go back this past October, and we decided not to. But yeah, New Orleans is great. That's the only place in Louisiana and I've been. But you, Heather, have been to other areas of Louisiana. <laughs> believe yeah, I was actually wondering if you would even remember that small fact. So I have been to the big old city of Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, because Mardi Gras is hot there, I hear. <laughs> because my best friend Shreveport. from childhood, whose name is also Heather, she and her husband lived there because he was stationed at the Air Force Base in Shreveport. So when I was 19 years old, I went on my first solo airplane ride all by myself to visit her in Shreveport. And I'm going to tell you, there's not much to do there. I mean, other than sweat, sea swamps, sea marshes, there's a lot of casinos. But at the time, I wasn't even old enough to go to a casino. Apologies Um, to all the good people of Shreveport. (laughs) But yeah, not your favorite place when you're 19. I'm going to look it up now and see if there's all kinds of wonderful wildlife to... Yeah, so and fauna. <laughs> I think Louisiana is probably a pretty cool state, but New Orleans is the hot spot there to visit. And and if you go during eat, football eat, season, eat. I was invited to an awesome tailgate. I thought we tailgated pretty well here in Philadelphia, which we do. I was invited to an awesome New Orleans Saints tailgate for their home opener a couple years ago, and it was so much fun. I mean, these people did it right. So yeah, going to a game there. Um, there there's great sporting history there. And what and are the dough? Uh, what is what's the dough balls with the powdered sugar? The beignets. Beignets. Yeah, yeah beignets at Cafe Dumont and some other places like that. I was a little disappointed in the po boys there because I I feel like po boys. Well, I remember you coming back and saying that a po boy wasn't. They didn't make them right there or something. Well, well I guess that is not to be said by you, I don't believe. <laughs> I guess my feeling with Po Boys are that maybe I haven't had a good one, but I always think it sounds so great, like big hunks of bread and with like fish, yeah, right? and fish or whatever you want on it. But then when I get it, I always think there is way too much bread to actually filling ratio in here. So it's too bready and I just, I don't. Love them, but they always sound great in my head. Whenever I see po boy on a menu, I want to get one, and then it's not what you expected. Uh, yeah, it's just okay. Not. So you need to make your own po boy. Maybe it'll take off. 
Well, we had a really good po' boy, but not. Oh, there's the oh, we went over. And the po' You hit one location that somebody's been to, and we go over and over. All right, All moving right. on. And no, I guess nobody them. needs to know where our good po' boy was. Them's the rules. All right, so the number eight. No, sorry, we're on number seven now. Again, come and thread with these questions. Is it another United States location? Yes. Wow. I don't think that there are any I mean, that's fine with having me. to do with anything I think outside there are pl- the U.S. There are amazing oh, well, places to see in the question. U.S. This might one also question. be Google.com instead of Google.ca or Google. whatever for the other countries. Like This might be the most asked questions on Google.com, which oh. would be predominantly U.S.-based. Right. So number seven, what to do in... Missoula, Montana. You've got to be kidding no, me. No, I am this, not kidding you. These are crazy. Heather's going to walk up and say that we've been punked with these questions. How can these be the most Google travel questions Listen, in 2015? I, when I first saw the I, list... I think we need to be looking up like we've got nothing. Have you been to Missoula, Montana? No, I've never been to okay, Montana okay, But here's the thing. Think about Montana because I have a cheat sheet in front of me, but well, it's, it's nature. Glad, it's you. outdoorsy. So what do you do? You hike. You We're in fauna? Flora and fauna. fauna. So, I mean, hiking is obviously like the biggest thing to do in Montana. Sure. I'm just more surprised about why these questions are getting Googled. Missoula, Montana. I would guess the population of Missoula has got to be under 50,000 people. So, and I could be wrong, and one of you guys can look that up, but I don't understand why Missoula, Montana. Now, there was a book that came out. Again, this is all speculation of, of why this might be so popular on Google, but John Krakauer wrote a book called Missoula, and it was about the um, the scandals that were rocking the University of Montana. I believe I believe it's the University of Montana there in Missoula, and about some of the uh, sexual abuse and stuff that was happening there. So maybe that's why people are writing about Missoula, Montana, or maybe you stumbled onto some weird part of Google that only focuses on obscure Listen, cities and states. I. No, th- this- I- there are it's across websites. Yeah, right? I mean there are multiple websites that have answered the top ten questions of 2015. I mean we're not the only ones who do this kind of stuff. So well, this is these are little, the legitimate questions. All right. So and um, by the way, the population of Missoula is sixty nine thousand one hundred and twenty two. Man, I'm getting everything wrong here. But uh, congrats for Missoula, Montana, for being on the top ten of Google <laughs> with a population of sixty nine thousand. You just rocked New York City's world. That's pretty amazing. Want to go to Montana? <laughs> Definitely want to explore more of the U.S. Just speaking on that really quickly, one of our goals had for this next year, for 2016, is to do more domestic travel. We've done quite a lot of international travel recently. I love doing domestic travel because, hey, it's easy. Like, you just hop on a plane or, or you even yeah. go on a road trip. You know, you could speak the language. I have to say that actually in 2015, we did do a lot of domestic travel because we went to Nashville. We went to Austin. We went to Arizona. Not Missoula. Not, not Missoula, but we were in Sedona. We were in Flagstaff. We were, you know, so we did a lot more domestic travel in 2015. So we are, we were unaware of a trend and we, you know, were part of that trend. There we, yeah, we were. Hey, it's, trend. It's trendsetter. Really Domestic mm-hmm. U.S. travel is a new fad that's <laughs> striking the nation. All right. Well, compared to 2014, where every single question had to do with like entrepreneurship and traveling forever. Right. And then the next year, it's just like completely different. It's, it's just really surprising to it me. It really is surprising. Let's I get can on. Find, and I can find nothing in the media about it. I mean, not that I'm like, <laughs> like scouring the web, but. Well, river, that's it. A river runs through it. Timer. A river runs through it was there. Okay. All right. Okay, next the question. next question is number six. 
what to do. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. What to do in St. Louis. St. Louis? It's St. Louis or St. Louis? Louis. St. Louis Louis is the rap song. You can find me in St. Louis. Well, it's also... Meet me in St. Louis. That's um, right. The song. That's what I was thinking of. So Thanks, we got Dave, Nelly and there. whoever the person that you're singing is. Whoever the person that I'm singing is? Yeah. It's a song. It's, it's a song, song from the... Um, mus- what musical is that? St. Louis? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Well, anyway. I was singing Nelly. Nelly. Much more you're much more appropriate. This, this hey, wait. There's this band called the Gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> do you know anything about um, that band? What to do in St. Louis. So, uh, again... This has got to be either the most boringest podcast ever for people to listen to, or they're really excited because it's like, man, they are really making Travis and Napkins in, you know, by proxy look pretty foolish. And maybe that's funny because I've never been to St. Louis <laughs> either. Um, have you, Napkins? No, I have not. Okay. It has a big arch. Yes, it has the big, gateway arch. Big, beautiful arch. arch. It has the gateway arch. It also has the Anhauer Bush yeah, Brewery and Heiser Bush and Heiser Bush Brewery. Man, I'm really messing up with the pronunciations so, when it has to do with St. Louis. Here's that's okay. The thing. If people are in St. Louis or Louisiana or Missoula or Albuquerque for that matter, <laughs> let us know in the show notes what we should be doing because obviously we don't know what we should be doing because we haven't been there. So let us know in the show notes here what we should be doing. Tweet right. at Pack of Peanuts. Let us Instead know. Instead of turning this into us looking up TripAdvisor and saying, yeah. right. so uh, this looks cool to do. I, I do know, though, St. Louis um, have a few friends who have kind of lived out there in different parts of their life. And um, obviously a huge sports town. Yes. Love I, the Cardinals, mm-hmm. um, the baseball the Bush team. Stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, cool. I actually have it on my radar as one of the places that I would really enjoy going. And when we did our road trips podcast, when we did them this summer of road trips that we hadn't taken, but that we wanted to take that part of the country was, I believe, either my number one or number two road trip. I think it was my number one where I wanted to go out to that part of the country and drive around and hit some of those cities that we haven't ever been to. And I've yeah. heard St. Louis is a great town, really easy to get around and, um, you know, good food. I really wish yeah. Cleveland, Ohio was on here somewhere because <laughs> I was just there. Well, maybe. Like we've one got, of those places. We've got five more questions. And well, if, let if me the trend out, continues, it'll be like, what to do in... Yeah. Let me shout out, according to Google's Intercourse, answer, Pennsylvania. the Delmar Loop is like this road, this area, which is just packed with stores and restaurants and bars and lots of music venues. So I think it's probably a pretty fun city to hang out in. And that's one of the main things to do besides the sports stadium. All right. The Del Mar Loop. There we go. All right. Bringing us to question number five. I am just praying. This is obvious when we tell you guys that we didn't know these ahead of time. I am praying that this is a travel question that we can answer, whether it be a place that we've actually been to or a general travel question that might be. Well, the playing field is pretty even for me right now. So you're in luck because question number five is a general travel question. Wow. It is. What is a boutique hotel? (laughs) I love this question. Napkins. I I don't even know what a boutique hotel is. I guess that a boutique hotel would be one. Is it themed or is it like, is it high end so that that almost like a bed and breakfast? It could have those two characteristics. Like it doesn't have to be. Typically, a boutique hotel is something that isn't a chain hotel. So we're right. not talking about like what I call privately them. owned. Yeah, we're not talking about big box hotels, Hiltons, Marriott, Hyatt. We're talking about either a one-off, like an independent one, or there are kind of these now spring up these chains, but 
they might only have Smaller. like three or four hotels around the country. Scottish inns. Yeah, not Scottish <laughs> inns. Uh, we've had quite some good times in Scottish inns when we've done really poor road trips when we were yes. very young. But yeah, boutique hotels is either an independent one or even a, a few, if there's only a few of them. Um, and typically they are... Smaller, well, they, yeah, smaller. Definitely, they can run the gamut. I mean, not all of them are super. Do they usually higher have end, food service? Some, Do they usually have a, a, a culinary aspect? Um, I consider B and Bs and boutique hotels to be very similar. Like okay. the, a boutique hotel would not have to have breakfast or a, a, or a restaurant at all. I mean, some of them do, yeah. some of them don't. It's not a requirement, right? But yeah, they're usually like smaller like with maybe like a hundred or less rooms you know some might even have five to ten rooms things like that so they're really fun and we stay in them a lot i mean way more often than we stay in chain hotels for sure i understand japan has like a network of like small hotels i I was reading an article i think a couple weeks ago they have a they have a network of of non-chain hotels that are like i guess they're like tea houses or something like that that well, were like they classic traditional Rio cons, which okay. I don't know if that rings a bell for you. No, but those that, are the that was not traditional the Japanese hotels because they were more like family. They're, they're more based. like inns, they're right? Inns. Is what yeah. we consider yeah. an inn yeah. is a Rio con. Like it's, yeah. it's traditional and mm-hmm. it, and it's yeah, it's only a few. Maybe rooms. it was. Maybe it was that. I, I mean, just, that's the only thing I could think of. And we stayed in a lot of Rio cons when we lived in Japan, and they're awesome. Yeah, and boutique hotels we love staying in because of the fact that usually you're. I mean, this goes worldwide. You're giving your money back to like a local business or an independent business, which we really love. Plus, they're unique. Usually, they're run by a family, so you know, or a small group of people. So you might even meet the owners and things like that. Just a lot more personal, a lot more unique than traditional big box hotels. And I would even throw in there boutique hostels is a huge thing, or luxury hostels. Those are the two terms that are getting thrown around a lot. And that is hostels that are that kind of act more like hotels. Like the lines are becoming blurred between. Boutique hostels and boutique hotels. So give them a shot if you have a chance. That sums it up for question number five. Yeah. So now what? A real travel question. A real travel question. Things to do in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. There (laughs) there we go. I we have been there. Yes. Around the corner. I couldn't give you ten things to do though. Neither could I. Question. Drive through is the number one thing to do. <laughs> Question number Laugh four. Laugh at the signs. Laugh at two the signs. Question number four. When is whale watching season in San Diego? <laughs> Travis oh. shaking his head. Oh, man. Well, I'm shaking my head for the simple fact that yesterday, last night, I really haven't, I've never been to San Diego. Believe it or not, I've always wanted to go. And so I get a little obsessed as People might know on this podcast, I become obsessive with things. So I was literally looking at real estate in San Diego, trying to find like a good apartment to buy. Why? I don't know. I've never even been. So I was reading all about the neighborhoods in San Diego and what's near what. And I was going on Google Maps and being like, how far is this from downtown? Instead of going on TripAdvisor, you go right to like purchasing real estate. Yeah, Yeah, that's where my head goes. And I did not see on there when the best whale watching time (laughs) in San Diego was. So despite doing two and a half hours of research in to San Diego yesterday um, while I was supposed to be watching a TV show with Heather. Sorry, Heath. Um, mm. She was also playing on her iPad. I, I feel well, like let's think about this for a second. <laughs> okay, so they're, they're, they, they migrate. Do they migrate based on win- winter water temperatures? If they do, then it's going to be warmer in the summer, right? So I'm thinking spring. 
Okay, so your guess is spring. Yeah, your guess we, is spring. Well, I have the answer here, obviously. Give everyone the answer, so at least they have an answer from this podcast. Late winter, late. So it's actually late December to March, with okay. January being the peak time to, okay. to, to whale watch. Although you can see them throughout the year, obviously, but the the migration takes place during that December to March time. So late winter. Not to sound like, so I don't sound like a complete idiot in case um, I have any type of pride left at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Whale watching in Hermanus in South Africa. We can give you a good yes, time for that. And if you are going to Cape Town, South Africa, which we've done plenty of podcasts about, and you might have heard the story, um, there is a town outside of Cape Town, about, what, 45-minute drive Probably. to an hour, um, called Hermanus, and the whale watching there is fantastic. We literally drove up into this town, parked the car, looked out at the ocean, and there was two whales no joke, like almost right on the rocks. So we could scurry down onto the rocks and we were what? 25 wow. yards away at what kind, oh, these, my what goodness. kind of whale? Way closer than 25 yards. Well, 25 yards is pretty close. Okay. Fine. 75 feet, right? I yeah. mean, what kind of whales? Uh, good question. <laughs> totally forget. Big ones. Really, really, really awesome big ones. Um, so. We can give you suggestions if you want to whale watch in South Africa mm. as opposed to San Diego, which, you know, I might be getting an apartment in soon anyway. Oh so then well, I'll also, you've been looking at real estate in Cape Town as well. So who knows where we'll be living next? Who knows? But if you are one of those people who Googled or wants to know about San Diego, it is the Pacific gray whales that you can see in mid-January. Perfect timing. Moving on to question, what would this be now? Question number three. Question number three. All right, let's hope we can question revive. Number three. We can revive ourselves a little bit here. Now, if you don't know the answer to this question immediately, then you're doing something wrong, Travis. Okay, go ahead. What airport is O R D? Okay, I do know this. One. Do you know now? O R D. O R D. It's a very busy airport, which is why it would get googled so much in right. a major U.S. city. So, just take a guess. I can't, I can't, I, nothing's coming to my mind. Okay, it's not, it doesn't... It doesn't start with an O. Right, the city right, does I'm not start, the city figuring. does not start with an O, but the airport does. What did you say, O-R-D? O-R-D. I was thinking Oklahoma. Why is it O-R-D? Oklahoma Regional. Okay, so it's Chicago O'Hare Airport, is yeah, it not? It is. Really? It's Chicago O'Hare Airport. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I knew that right away because I see it so much, but why O-R-D? Well, I can tell you. O'Hare. The Busy Hub was originally named Orchard Field, which oh. explains where ORD came from. That's okay. a much more attractive name. Orchard yeah. Field. Other than Chicago O'Hare. Yeah, that airport. Oh, man. I've yeah, flown through Chicago O'Hare and Midway. I don't really enjoy it. No, it's a terrible airports. airport. It's one of, I think it's widely known that it's one of the worst or least favorite airport for travelers in the u.s i'll tell you what i've ragged on philly a lot philly airport on this podcast and and in our on our site and all that kind of stuff before still don't love it but philly airport is i'm starting to appreciate it a little more they've opened up some stuff in philly airport they've opened up more shops and restaurants and stuff like actually that. the last time i was there it was surprising. People were so helpful. I know. People are becoming nicer. I yes, don't they know are. what happened. They are. Nicer I, in Philly? Yes. Uh, usually nice. I'm like usually if I get confused about something, I'm just scared because I know I'm gonna have to ask someone and it's gonna be terrible. This time people actually offered to help me. Whoa. Well, doesn't doesn't O'Hare have some type of cool walk? 
underneath it now or something like that? Wasn't someone telling you I'm about that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But there, here's something I do know, because again, I was uh, looking on the internet earlier today, and <laughs> Thrillist, which is the one of my internet. favorite websites, was talking about the best airports in America, the t- 72 biggest airports or most important airports in America, ranked by food and drink options. And you'll never guess which airport was number one. Maybe we should do a whole podcast. <laughs> that would be a fun podcast. Give us your, what, what you think might be the number one. For food and drink in Yeah, the airport? what airport would have the best food and drink? Austin. Portland. Austin is very close. Portland is high on the list, too. I think Portland's definitely in the top ten. It Charles was Dallas. It was Dallas. Dallas. Oh, I was talking in the U.S. It was Dallas. And um, I don't know because I, I can't remember. Dallas, really? Topic. What do they got there? I don't remember. We're going to have to look into that. You know that. when you see a listicle article yes, and you're I just do. scrolling through like, what's number one? What's number one? Uh, number two, JFK, which kind of makes sense because they got a lot of stuff there. Although I hate JFK Airport. <laughs> well, that's because it takes so long to get there for us. Okay, next question. We are on number two. Number two. Number two. Where is Disneyland? Disneyland okay. is in California. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, harder than it sounds, because I always get them mixed up, but yeah, Disneyland's California, right? Southern Napkins California. and Disney it's, World is... I don't know what the city is, though, actually. It's uh, probably, let's see, Anaheim. Yes, that's right. That is correct. Yeah. It is in Anaheim, California, which is about one hour south of L.A., I'm surprised that more people Googled... Well, maybe not. We don't know what the number one question is. I hope that's not the number one. But I'm surprised more people Googled where is Disneyland than where is Disney World. Well, you know why? Because people people are like... They pretty much know Disney World because it's bigger and more popular at this point. And they're probably Because it has like, so many different theme parks in it, right? I right. Mean, and everybody knows Orlando. Also yeah. because Universal's right mm-hmm. next door. Okay. So I think... And I think well, Both of us were like, which city is it? And you, were, you came up yeah. with Anaheim, but... Everybody knows Orlando right off the bat. I think people are probably like, wait a minute, Disneyland? I, I always forget it's even there. Right. Except for Californians. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, I've never been to either one. You need to go. <laughs> I've also never been to Disneyland. They are the greatest places on earth. Have you been to Disneyland? No. Okay, I was going to say, keeping with the theme of this podcast, we haven't haven't been to the place that the question is We have not, about. once again. I could talk about Disney World for a while, but we're not talking about Disney World, so oh well. Yeah, what would... Although your, I did read an article. They have some awesome... Star Wars themed foods going on at Disneyland right now. And I'm sure it's only like $30 for a cheese. For a burger, right. Absolutely. Um, Disney World or Universal? Disney World. Heather? I, oh, you haven't I've been. never been to either one. All right, one. so you're Disney World over Universal. I, although, to be fair, I've only been to Universal once. I've been to Disney World twice, both as an adult. I never went as a child, and I still love them and want to go back. Actually, and we lost, yeah. me and you went to, you and I went to Disney World together, Universal. Where did we lose we went our car to for two and a half hours? I think it must have been Disney. <laughs> but yeah. we should have known because every one of the, we were in the parking garage and they were all named after Disney characters. Yeah, well, and we, we were, knew our character, right? No, I don't think. We that's just, what we forgot. We were super, yeah, that's what we forgot. We were just super excited to get there. So we ran out of the I car. think it was Cruella DeVille. Didn't look where the, that rings about. Didn't look at where we parked. Came back to the parking garage. And when we walked in, I remember both of us saying to each other, we were 18, saying, dude, where do we park? And neither of us had <laughs> even the slightest clue in this huge parking garage. Yeah. And we literally wandered around for over two hours hitting the, the... Was it the white Taurus that we, we were We had a white Taurus and we were trying to get that little thing, you know, the thing that goes... Yeah, wah, to wah, make it wah, go the, off, emergency the emergency thing. 
And then when it did, it still took us like 20 minutes to find it because then you're in a huge parking garage. You have no idea where the right. sound is coming from. So now I always take a picture of where I'm parked on my phone. So oh, very smart. smart. Good yeah. travel. Even tip. though Disney World just... is like <laughs> so user friendly, they, they actually like basically almost name your parking spot with a character you know. So it's easy <laughs> to find. And yet we were lost. We were lost. All right. On to question number one. Question number one is, what to pack for Cancun? Wow. <laughs> these, it's, <laughs> these are so specific. I know. It's so strange. I'm very surprised there's nothing about general travel. Like, wh- nope. what should I pack for my trip? Or what should I pack for a three-week trip? I'm pretty sure the only thing you need to pack for uh, Cancun is sunscreen and a bathing suit. I, I'd Basically. throw sandals on there. Yeah, my um, rainbows. So I would definitely. Of some I would bring my rainbows. Sunglasses. Um, sunglasses. The, the thing about I love about Cancun. I mean, I know Cancun's like party central if you're in Cancun, but you know, getting outside of Cancun, a Cancun area actually has a huge now kind of like digital nomad location independent. Um, oh. Hot spot in Playa del Carmen and Tulum and Tulum, Tulum because you know you're about an hour south of the Cancun airport, so it's really easy to get to. It's still super cheap, awesome beaches, really good food. So we were just um, last summer. We were actually well last last May. Yeah, last May. Last we were May down we were in, in uh, Playa del Carmen, and it was great. Yeah, like it was cool to it. hang out in the town versus being in Cancun. Oh, wait, that was for the wedding, right? For a wedding. Well, no? my friend was yeah in a wedding, and um, don't tell anyone. Heather snuck onto an all-inclusive resort <laughs> for two days. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but uh, what would you pack? Back to that question. Yeah, t-shirt, shorts. Bathing suit, yeah. sunscreen. For women, it's just sundresses every day. Even in know? winter, it's not going to get cold enough for you to need a jacket. I mean, maybe, maybe a, a sweater. sweatshirt. It can rain. You can have some tropical storms there. So it definitely... But Don't it doesn't eat. really get cool. It won't snow. No. You might want to. You might want to pack some stomach medicine because, uh, in case you eat a shrimp taco right before getting on a plane, oh. you might. Jason had a shrimp taco right before he got on the plane to go back to Denver, and uh, he was throwing up for the whole plane ride. It was brutal. Well, it seems to me that the shrimp taco was probably not the best. Right. It was obviously bad. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because he was getting. I mean, there's shrimp, nothing so. stomach medicine can do. Well, no. yeah. I mean, you just want to be a little careful. But anyway, those are the top 10 questions Googled in 2015. You, shocking. Shocking. Downright stupefying. You also might want to pack something for hangovers because uh, Cancun yeah. has a way of getting to you. <laughs> you know, like you go into that little tour shop and they have free tequila tasting in the oh, back. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'll try all these. And before you know it, uh, things get a little crazy. So um, That happened to me with bourbon and Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah, so <laughs> pack some stuff for hangovers. Maybe swallow your pride a little bit and uh, have some fun in Cancun. Yeah, this was shocking. Huh? You you did, as a precursor, tell us that these questions were a little, well, worse. Basically, way worse than 2014. But we wanted to do it anyway because, hey, why I not? wish we could see how many people, roughly, I guess we could if we looked a little further, how, roughly how many people wanted to know what to do in Missoula. I yeah, the, yeah I, like the statistics let, let's on just, how many Let's just people. think of the places that we mentioned in here. We went Cancun. Uh-huh. We went Albuquerque, St. Louis, Missoula, Louisiana, and was there somewhere else that well, we Disneyland mentioned? and well, Apple. I mean Annapolis. Disneyland, Disneyland. Anaheim. and San Diego. So yep. um some very fairly obscure places. So 
I mean, there you have it. We had to do the podcast because it's a tradition. Well, it is and a tradition. the one from 2014 was so much fun, and I thought so informative, and I thought the questions were very well thought out. And people were obviously in 2014 really wanting to travel the world, start websites, you know, kind of do this whole location independent thing that we do, which is why right. I thought those questions were so cool that year. And now they just want to go to Missoula and Albuquerque. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. That's it, man. Hey, hey you know, sometimes you got to set goals that are a little more realistic. Maybe everyone Maybe in 2014 wanted to travel the world and then they weren't able to for whatever reason, even though we teach you how to do that location indie and an extra pack of peanuts. But maybe maybe they got depressed. They're like, oh, that didn't work. Now all I want to do is go to Louisiana. <laughs> Yes, that's yeah. it. I mean, well, I think it's a really cool experiment to even have done this so that you can see the different trends of the years and the way people's minds are thinking. I mean, it's like a really cool social experiment. And after 10 years, you can do a top 10 years for <laughs> yeah. top 10 Google questions. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it is really, really interesting because, um, it you know, Google can provide that data. Like you said, it, it provides, I mean, looking at the Google data will it's kind of fun psychologically to get in the head of like, why was this actually asked? And we ca we came up with some decent guesses at why like Missoula, because that book came out, you know, why Albuquerque, because Breaking Bad was on. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of times that type of social, not social media, but um, what am I think? Pop culture stuff will lend itself to, to those type of questions. Right. When I mean, Google. if you look at the zeitgeist, that clearly reflects it. They, you know, the Google zeitgeist thing, where they just track it weekly even, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. If you want to get the show notes to this episode, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. We'll link up anything that we talked about here, even if we didn't know what we were talking about for the first minute of the three-minute answer. <laughs> uh, Heather saved us with actually having some, some good research stuff, and uh, we bumbled through. So I hope you liked it. Uh, we got to do it. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. We're going to do it every year. Let's just pray. Get on Google... And just start searching. Answer. I was saying we should, we should plant a few questions yeah. in there and have people ask them repeatedly throughout the yeah, year. Yeah, like every day, each one of us should just type in a good travel, a good question, travel into, question into Google. Oh, yeah. So we can get some good travel questions when we do this again next year. So thank you, guys. ExtrapackofPeanuts.com slash pod. Big thank you to Tortuga Backpacks for sponsoring this podcast. And remember, you can hop on our email newsletter list by texting peanuts. This I can spell. <laughs> P-E-A-N-U-T-S to 33444. So type the number 33444 in there and text peanuts to that number. That will automatically get you on our email newsletter list. And a few really important reasons to be on our email newsletter list recently, even more so than all the free stuff that you're going to get and the video series and everything like that. Number one, guys, we have a new podcast coming out that we're tentatively calling Ask Epop. So uh -huh. before we even did this... I wanted to answer your travel questions, like the readers and the listeners' travel questions, specifically about travel hacking and travel tips. So we do the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. It takes all different forms. It's become a cool general travel show where we interview cool people um, and we do fun things like this. But a lot of people are asking me specific questions about travel hacking. Mm -hmm. How to use your miles, how to use your points how to do cheap travel, what to pack, like very specific, actionable things. So I thought, all right, I want to start answering these questions. I love the podcast idea. So we're tentatively calling it Ask Epop, and it will be a 10-minute show. So much like this, I will have a question from a reader or a listener, a very specific question that 
uh, comes from you all, I will answer that question in 10 minutes or less. So it'll be like bite-sized podcast because this one, you know, we ramble. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's very wide open. Ask Epop. I will be setting a timer, holding myself to it, and we'll be coming out with new shows of that. So I've got some questions from people. I'm really excited about that. Don't hold me to this, but we're going to try to do it video too. So we'll have like a video version of it. Then it'll also be an audio podcast, which you'll be able to get on iTunes, Stitch or anything like that. And then we will also be turning it into like a written post on extra pack of peanuts as well. So we're going to hit all your teacher napkins. I am. You're hitting all all types of learning modalities. Yes, that's excellent. So ask Epop. I'll be giving you guys more information about that as it kind of gets flushed out. But we're hoping to have it up and running in a few weeks make sure you hop on the email newsletter because that's how you're going to be able to find out about that. So text PEANUTS to 33444. Also, we've been talking quite a lot about Frequent Flyer Boot Camp. We totally redid Frequent Flyer Boot Camp recently. We made it accessible to everyone and we've been telling people in our email newsletter list and we've also been doing question and answer sessions, like free question and answer sessions for people. But you won't be able to find out about that if you're not on the email newsletter list. So um, if you just listen to the podcast, yeah, make sure you get on your email newsletter list so you can stay up to date with all that stuff. Also, a few podcasts. We, you know, if they listen to this and they got through it, let's give them a few podcasts that we recommend that are kind of uh, in the same vein as this. Because I guess as another announcement, we we mentioned uh, podcast one fifty seven, the top ten questions of twenty fourteen. The questions were much better, as Heather has already read to you. That was a pretty good episode, guys. Give them a few other ones. Episode 203, the Travel Meltdowns episode. <laughs> this is, we have probably have two episodes that have gotten the most feedback in the history of the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. It was the Travel Meltdowns one and our Relationships on the Road one where Heather and I kind of sniped out each other and talked about relationships. And the Travel Meltdowns, <laughs> which was Jason and Napkins coming on and uh, talking about some pretty crazy, awesome stories. Experiences, both in other countries and inside our heads. Exactly. So check out the Travel Meltdowns one. And then Napkins, you came on and interviewed us for three different shows. Yeah, we did We did your pre-show jitters before you guys went off to Switzerland. Which was 175, episode, episode 175. And then we did 181 and 182, which was when you came back, we did a Switzerland recap. And that, but all three of those shows, I think, are pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. And you can bookend your your uh, viewing experience of Lights, Camera, Switzerland. With there you the, go. With the podcast. If you guys haven't heard, if you're not on the email newsletter list, you might not have heard because we haven't talked about it on the podcast. But the show, the Switzerland show that every one of you helped us get on um, and host by, by voting for us way back in like May of last year. And then we filmed in June. It is finally out. You can catch it on Real TV, if anyone even watches Real TV anymore, on AWE, the network AWEHD, which um, Verizon has and some other things have. So you can catch that show on there. You can search for Lights, Camera, Switzerland, see if you have it. Or you can go to LightsCameraSwitzerland.com and watch the whole 50-minute show, uh, five-zero-minute show. And uh, I do suggest, though, you put it on the big screen. If you have a way oh, of getting definitely. it from your computer to the, for the big drone screen. Shots. Oh, and for yeah. you guys. I mean, come on. Not for our pretty faces, right? Maybe Heather's, Heather's. pretty face, but uh, the drone footage in there is pretty epic. So check out that show is live and it's out there. It's on uh, AWEHD, that channel, and it's also at lightscameraswitzerland.com. So check it out. Tweet us. Let us know um, some of your favorite scenes and things like that at Pack of Peanuts. And if you have any questions, at Pack of Peanuts, use the hashtag AskEpop, and I will be answering those questions on a podcast. And it will go much better than this because I actually will know the answers to these questions 
because it'll be about travel hacking and things that I know. And you'll have prepared for that one. Yeah, unlike uh, Albuquerque and Missoula. So thank you guys very much. Thank you for the continued support of the podcast. Napkins, thanks for hopping back on. My pleasure. Smalls, as always, thanks for being an awesome co-host. No problem. And until next time, happy happy free free travels. travels. 